Hello there, and welcome to The UX Factor with me, your host, Mariah Sells. As a UXer, it is my job to be a storyteller. I tell the stories of users and clients in their experience to be able to improve on business practices. In this podcast, I will speak on the user and client experiences by sharing educational tidbits of why it's important, talk about my experience running my own business and user experience, and also add in some fun stories with guests along the way. So stay tuned, follow and subscribe on your listening platform. And if you have the desire to follow me on social media or learn more about what I do, you can always visit my website at mariahsells.com or follow me on Instagram at mariahsellsllc. I look forward to connecting with you soon and stay tuned. Hello, lovelies. Today on this episode, we are going to be taking a look at user experience or UX versus client experience or CX. And this is a pretty important distinction that I don't think gets talked about as often as it could, uh, because a lot of user, or I guess here we go already, a lot of um, jobs in the realm of user experience um, really focus on that UX side of things, the user experience side of things. But In my business, I definitely focus on the overall client experience. And so understanding the difference between the two and how they play a role with each other, I think is very, very important whenever you're learning a little bit more about user experience, whenever you're learning a little bit more about um, how that plays a role in your business and in your overall business practices. So let's start with user experience first and foremost. User experience is the experience your end user has with the usability of your product, your service, your site, your app, etc. Usability is how easy it is to use your product, your service, navigating your site or app, and it includes things such as how many clicks it takes to get to a desired page, how simple it is to sign up for your newsletter, where to find your contact info, how to go about downloading PDFs and tools in your program, all of these things. That sounds very nitpicky and very boring, (laughs) but it is very foundational when it comes to uh, how easy it is for your client to experience everything that you have to offer, especially whenever you are dealing with an online business, when you're dealing with um, online group programs, virtual programs, all of these things. Now let's talk about the client experience. The client experience includes the user experience, but it goes more in depth as far as the overall feeling a client has while interacting with your programs, your brand, and your overall business. Client experience or CX can include things such as the very first interaction of you reaching out in the DMs, what your clients got out of your first client or group coaching call, 
the security your clients felt in going through the onboarding and offboarding processes with you, how they feel following the completion of your programs with the follow-up you offer, and the list goes on and on. In my business, I focus on the overall client experience of your clients with you, your brand, and your offers, going from the very first interaction touch point all the way through to the end result of how your client feels after completing a program and what they are continuing to do with the knowledge and information they received from you after following up three, six, nine months down the line and beyond. User experience is a fundamental ingredient in the overall client experience, but when it comes to the awareness in your business, client experience is what makes or breaks the client relationships you desire to nurture and grow with natural client retention. So I think what we can gain from this little educational tidbit that I'm offering here is even though User experience is very, very important whenever you are building your business, whenever you're building out your offers and your programs, figuring out how easy it is to get from one point of connection to the next, uh, being able to navigate your site, being able to navigate even the, the littlest bits of your Instagram and the links that you have on there. Those are all very important for how easy it is to have your clients experience you, your brand, your programs. But I find that the most important aspect of an experience is the overall client experience. How does this client feel whenever they're interacting with you? How does this client feel taken care of in a container with you? How does your client feel when it comes to the interactions that they have whenever you're face-to-face -face versus whenever they are going through the self-paced programs that you have versus when they are actually interacting with the tools and the knowledge that they gain from being in a container with you and how are they currently utilizing that after completion of your program. All of these things really fit into the client experience and a successful client experience is what leads to natural client retention for you to continue a relationship with that client, for that client to be a loyal follower and continue coming back to you in your business. As I have previously said, and especially in my very first episode where I talk about me and why it is that I do what I do and exactly what it is that I do in user experience. If you haven't listened to that episode already, please go back and take a gander, take a moment for yourself to, to listen in and tune in to listen to everything that got me to where I am today with user experience and client experience research and design. And again, like I said in that very first episode, the primary role of a UXer is to be a storyteller. And so I 
figure each episode, I will give you a little bit of an educational tidbit like I did in the first half of this episode. And the second half is going to be telling a story of a real life scenario that I have faced uh, with user experience or client experience and if it was a good experience or a negative experience and how to make a negative experience a positive one by listening to users and clients and making the appropriate adjustments based off of feedback. So let's get started with this story. If you did go back and listen to my very first episode, you will also know that I am a foodie and I can't shut up about food. And one of my all-time favorite places to get food is we got the meats. <laughs> you already know what I'm talking about. Arby's. I swear, you know, it's really funny. A lot of my friends make fun of me for, for loving Arby's so much, but I just love it so much. It is so good. I love the quality of food there. I am never really disappointed whenever I order anything from there. I think it all tastes really good. The taste combinations that they have in some of their sandwiches are exceptional. And I really love that fast food place. If there was only, if I could save only one fast food place, I would choose Arby's. And my friends make fun of me all the time saying I'm the only one keeping Arby's in business because I, that is my preferred fast food place to go. But, uh, but here we are. And you can judge me all you want. It's fine. I'll take it. I'll take the criticism. But uh, if, you're a fellow Arby's fan, you let me know and, and we'll become friends. Absolutely. I was completely shocked because it was so unexpected. I went through the drive-thru at my local Arby's and I didn't know what to do with myself. I saw, you know, they have, they have a sign saying, hey, this is a new technology. Hi, I'm Tori. I am an automated um, voice robot to take your order for, for an accelerated experience. And as soon as you pull up, it starts speaking at you. And it was such a shock to me because I've never experienced that before. <laughs> now looking at it, I came home and I started researching, oh my gosh, do they have like, do they have a commercial or an ad or something saying that this is the way that Arby's is uh, going to conduct business now in their drive-through? How did I not know about this? And so doing my due diligence and doing my research on it, I found that they did not have a commercial at all for, for this technology. And so that is kind of a big hindrance on the user experience because human nature, we want to have experiences that are expected. We want to know what's around the corner. We want to know what to expect so that our brains feel safe and secure. And so <laughs> the fact that this was a complete shock, this was completely unexpected, really fried my brain and the wires in my brain got totally crossed. I was, 
I couldn't speak for almost a full 15 seconds <laughs> after being in this interaction with a robot. And I think that one thing that Arby's could have done better in this interaction would be to have ads be put out there um, on YouTube or on, on TV for commercials detailing exactly what this AI does, how to interact with it, how it basically have a, a walkthrough of what you can expect whenever you're going through a drive through Arby's drive-through from this point forward. That would have been very helpful for someone like me, who I am definitely someone who likes to plan. Um, and so going through this drive-through, having this unexpected interaction with no previous knowledge of what the heck even is this? I've never experienced something like this. What am I doing here? Another thing that came to mind was, oh my gosh, what if I, what if I order something wrong and I need to correct it? How am I going to interact with this AI to make sure that my order is correct by the time that I pull up to the drive-through window? And I have two separate orders. This happens all the time, especially whenever you're with your friends and you're going for a night out or uh, you're going for an afternoon drive. You're going with friends that you don't want to split the bill. And so you'd much rather just pay separately right at the drive through window. This happens all of the time. And having two separate orders is very common. How is that AI going to interact with someone who says, hey, I have two separate orders. That is another thing that came up in my mind whenever I was ordering and not ordering with a person on the other end of this machine. Also, whenever we are looking at user experience, we want to keep in mind accessibility. And accessibility is something that definitely needs to be considered before you develop any type of new user experience. You want to be able to allow end users of all different ranges of abilities to be able to utilize whatever it is that you are putting out there. So accessibility considers anybody who has visual impairments, hearing impairments, speech impairments, um, mobility impairments. And so thinking about this and thinking about an AI robot technology being at a drive-through, I was starting to consider how accessible is this to people with different types of impairments? And how accessible is this to people who need to have human interaction on the other end of the drive-through box, let's say. And I don't think that this was fully considered before Arby's decided to put this out there. And so this would be something that I would suggest um, to the company in general before purchasing this AI, uh, which it's not Arby's AI. They actually bought it through a separate company, OpenCity. OpenCity is what uh, developed this 
technology for drive-throughs to be able to adopt into their systems. And as great as that sounds, as wonderful as that sounds, and it is fast and accurate for a large portion of the population, it does not consider accessibility for those with different types of impairments. And also just the the overall uh, experience of interacting with uh, with humans, I think, is another thing to take into consideration whenever we are dealing with different businesses. In an article where an owner of a franchise of Arby's was interviewed for this technology, the franchisee <laughs> noted that a big reason why this AI was so helpful was because it removed the need for humans to show up for that position. They said, this AI doesn't call in sick, it doesn't get corona, and the reliability is always there. Those types of comments were, were made about this technology. And another franchisee from, uh, from a different fast food chain noted technology is always cheaper than people. But we also want to take into consideration here the, uh, I guess, the worker shortage, which is a big reason why a lot of companies are adopting technology and AI is to replace people that are no longer working in the organization or industry. However, this takes away from the human connection that I believe is needed for a fully engaged client experience. And so even though this is cheaper, faster, and arguably more accurate, it is not the same as interacting with a human. And it is not the same as having a full, well-rounded client experience by interacting with someone at a job where we get to be face-to-face -face with people. And there are other arguments of people saying, you know, that they have had negative experiences with fast food workers or negative experiences with uh, people on the other end of this voice box. But when it comes to true human interaction, completely taking that out of the picture, I think can lead us down a little bit of a dangerous path for the future. So anyway, this was a fun little story from my day-to-day -day life as a foodie and as an Arby's addict. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you've interacted with the Tory robots at any drive-throughs, I would love to hear your experience and see what you thought about it. And if you had a good experience or if you had an experience that might need some improvement. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the UX Factor with Mariah Sells. 
If you found value in this podcast, I would greatly appreciate you rating, reviewing, subscribing, sharing, forwarding, everything that you can possibly do for the success of a podcast on any platform. And as always, you can check out a little bit more about what it is that I do, a little bit more about who I am by going and visiting my website, mariahsells.com, or you can follow me on Instagram at mariahsellsllc. And I really look forward to connecting with you in those ways. If you do happen to own a business where you are looking to explore a little bit more about your users or clients' experiences with you, your brand, your programs, your offers, I do have some packages on my website that you can visit. If you want to visit my website and visit my products page, you can do that. And I will look forward to working with you in the future. I hope that you have a great rest of your day, whatever it is that you're doing, whatever it is that you are experiencing, and stay tuned for the next episode.